One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Welcome everybody to another uh, fun-filled episode of the Tommy Hector and Luisa podcast. This week's episode, I have not consulted uh, with my co-host. Un- un- that's unlike you. Comes in from Owen Creevy, and this week's episode is called Spartak Mosny. <laughs> okay, that's good. Well done. Yeah. They are brilliant. They, they are, are great guys. ones. So super. Thanks for that. Um, so we did. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we do a members-only podcast that goes out of a Monday. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd recommend it to you. Um, but the only reason why I'm mentioning it right now is because on, I think anyway, on the Monday one, we kind of gave the Ten Commandments a go. We yes. G- we gave the Ten Commandments a good going over. A lash. But I thought we'd, uh, this week, <laughs> today, we'd broaden <laughs> our... Oh, where are we off to today? <laughs> I think we'd touch... Father Tiernan? <laughs> well, no, call me uh, Ajan Tom. All right. Oh God. Have you changed your name like Sinead O'Connor? Who is she now? Sinead O'Connor changed her name to Magda. Um, Marty Morrissey. <laughs> no, who? Sinead O'Connor, the singer, changed her name to. Britney uh, Spears. Islamic. No, Magda. Joe Dolan. No, please go on. What are your new name, Tommy? Ajan Tomo. And where are you living in Fallujah? Fallujah. No, uh, but I just thought. Uh, as a kind of a spine for today's thing we might talk about have you heard of the four noble truths of Buddhism no I haven't yes I, I would be interested in this very good <laughs> so, we go. right. so the first I was going to talk about what I had for breakfast this morning no, we're, 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 we're getting we're much from, deeper no it all that's all I bet you can fit in all the stuff you've prepared <laughs> now nothing sends a shiver of spine shiver down our spines than you do in preparation but uh, so the first noble truth of Buddhism tell me what you think of this is that Life is shit. That's what the Buddha said. That that basically life is suffering. Right. Life is dissatisfaction. Life is never fucking a okay. It's always even when it's brilliant, it's a bit Something shit. Pulling you back. So would that re- would that resonate with Gina? Uh, ultimately. Ultimately, life is just not very satisfying. There's something missing. Yeah, I mean, there's always probably something. As you said, no matter how good it is, there's always something that'll probably just put an old tarnish on it, isn't there? Yeah. So, Hector, what did you have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> and how do you feel about no, it now? No, yeah. what, what I was saying. What, what did you have for breakfast? No, but bringing in that Buddhism thing aspect of the world we live in at the moment where it's all about muesli and it's yogurt it and it's kefir and it's this and it's porridge and it's oats. Depending and it's on the world you live in, Hector. And it's all bullshit. Everything is shite because I finally realised... Hang on, do they have 
Would, that, would you have muesli and mayo? Like, would it have made... <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's amazing in the big... So we have big supermarkets in mayo as well. I'd say, you know? I'd say the day, day nobody has muesli and mayo. No, I'd say... Nobody, yes. nobody. I'd say, and we call it muesli as well. I'd say the day the first fucking packet of country store <laughs> went over the border and Roscommon or Sligo, there was great celebration. I heard that when Absolutely, the... Absolutely, we love it. Mayo people gathered around the first box of Alpen, like people around the satellite dish. <laughs> and they went, and they went round the, ca- the candlelight, they went, bring me... Honey, bring me appleness, bring me hazelnuts, bring me creed, bring me good things to eat in Kellogg's country store. In Adam and Ahardogs and Vic, that was at the massive. Farmers gathered around a bowl of apples. You wouldn't give that to a horse. <laughs> no way do you have muesli. Well, of course we have muesli. We like muesli. And kefir? Yeah. yeah, if you want to. Oh, that's someone's name. Yes. Kefir yeah. yogurt. <laughs> That's like Waller Shields. Are you tall of Waller? Waller Shields. So what did you have for so the breakfast? So you can have all your proteins and your scrambled eggs and your soda breads and your moosies and, and your blueberries and your pomegranates and it's all muck. There's only one thing for breakfast and I had it this morning. Bits of dead pig. No. Fried. <laughs> I had a cup of tea and a bit of batched bread toasted, lathered in butter like it was from Spicers in 1983. Lovely. And that's it. Tea and toast. Tea and toast, the original breakfast for Irish people. Batch We're getting too fancy. And then all other breakfasts are shit and life is shit. Let's get back now, to what is So are you, uh, are you working out these days? Are you, are you no, why do you keep asking? If he was working out, he'd hardly be eating batch bread. Th- that's what I'm asking. Because yeah, if, if you, were, cause you te- went through a phase of your life where you were weighing bits of chicken. No, I never. Yeah, you did. I, I didn't you did. Weigh, you I wouldn't weigh did. chicken, Tommy. It's you a, it's a chicken breast. Yeah, you. you no, weighed. I'm after coming back from Eastern Europe. Where I'm after eating in petrol stations. They don't weigh food. I have over Eastern there. Europe pandemic petrol belly on me here, and <laughs> I have no interest in. I'm going to eat the whole of myself this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I am my, my missus has slipped a few mince pies in already and I'm just oh, not nice BBC here. Sports Personality the Wars next Sunday night I'm going to be absolutely stuffed like a rabbit I'm just I don't care about food over Christmas time so you're enjoying the sensuality of it oh yeah and then in the new year I'll get back into it all I'm not training January nothing we don't but you did go through a phase of weighing weighing no, your food I never yes you did I remember going out for a game pool one time and you were saying I'll have 6 ounces of chicken now and then I'll have 12 ounces 200 of basmati rice and 200 yeah no, well, that's when you're, you're supposed when you're to getting, weigh your food. When anyway. you're getting serious yeah. into the weights, yeah, I are. got so serious into it that I bought a fucking gym. I bought a gym. That's how seriously I got into the weights. One at home, like, or an actual gym? No, I bought a gym. In I an actual place. To have people coming in the door to work out in the body works. Tell us that story. Did you not tell us? I have a vague recollection. And I bought a gym in 2011, yeah. Is it still there? I, I bought a gym. I bought a building and we kitted it out. For fuck's sake. If you want to kick money into a fucking... A sure never everyone endless. loves the gym. Pit. A pit. How much is that fucking Smith machine? 11,500. Fuck off. How much is this? 6,000. How much of them? Cash for cash. How much, is, how much is that? 4,000. How much is this? 200 quid. How much are the mats to have the weights on the ground? 6,000. How much for mats? It's an endless pit. So did you open the gym for, to the public? Yes, we had an opening. Uh, Brezzy came down. Brezzy ran from Mullingar to the gym and opened it for me. <laughs> Did you expect me and Tommy to react differently to that? Like, 
Prezi. What did you want us to do? I then? rang Prezi. I said, "Will you come down?" He goes, "Yeah, I'll run down and I'll open it for you." And then he did a workshop that afternoon on mental well-being, and then had the, the go away hurling coach in doing a thing, and then I had the lads from Connacht Rugby doing the stretching. So we had about six. or That's s- a high-profile launch. Didn't ask, six or seven. Didn't ask Tommy to come over and do some of his weightlifting. We ex- opened. Ex- I opened a gym in two thousand and eleven. And how long did it wait? Two thousand thirteen. I got mad into it. Two thousand and ten. But morning radio, I was training four or five days a week. I was having my protein shake on the radio at seven o'clock in the morning and I got mad into training and started seeing development and got stronger. And then 2013, a guy that I know in Galway from Salt Hill uh, and he said, what do you think of this? There's a building after coming up out here in Briar Hill. And I says, right, I'm mad into opening a gym. Let's open a real nice boutique gym, not massive, private, one-on-one classes, just a nice vibe. So we kitted it out pretty nice. It was wooden floors on the way, a nice reception, very coolly done with recycled materials. Who was working on reception? uh, Hard to get people. I had a load of different people. The hardest fucking thing. Make it up for it. (laughs) We had a girl called Siobhan. (laughs) And did you do the interviews? She was from (laughs) Roscommon. Did you do the interviews? I interviewed them all. (laughs) And what what, what sent it over the... Why are you interested in that, Tommy? In he has, he's got an, an image in his head. Well, the girls working at reception in the gym. Yeah, they had, they had to well, be. They're wearing hot pants and stuff. Yoga, like, have a yoga pants. Yoga what? pants. Yoga pants. <laughs> yoga pants. Yeah, not ski else. pants. Uh, everyone calls them ski pants in Ireland. They're like they're yoga pants. Bicycle Those shorts. Like clingy. Bicycle shorts. <laughs> no, not bicycle shorts. They're, that's like middle aged men in lycra. So. The, we so the hardest part. The, what, what we decided to do was make it really cool and really nice. It was sort of like a boutique sort of spot. Did you get coffee upstairs. there? Yes, and um, we had all the gear. But in even in the ladies' uh, changing rooms, I put in really quality. <laughs> State of the art CCTV. I went into Maplin's and got the best yeah. quality cameras I could. Yeah, yeah. And I hid them in the hair dryers. <laughs> he, put, he put sound, sound uh, no, microphones in there. Too. I, we put hair dryers, really cool, nice oh, hair yeah. dryers for the ladies yeah. and all the little bits. It was just, I wanted to do a nice, a nice feel. So, upstairs was where, the, where most of the training happened. So, it was one on one in classes of seven and eight. It wasn't a massive gym, you could fit 15 or 20 people. In a class at your peak, at how your many members did you have? A couple of hundred members, yeah. Oh, but the problem was getting staff, and it was up in, in an area in Briar Hill where there was all the massive uh, companies, Fidelity and Medtronic, and they were all coming down. So pe- I wanted people to come down there and not feel that they were in a gym where I shouldn't really be here, and I think I'm a little bit overwhelmed, and I feel I'm, I shouldn't, I don't belong here because I'm not fit enough looking. Yeah, or I, I don't fit in here. So that's what we wanted to do, and one-on-one classes, or, or three or four in a small class, and we had mummies and babies classes and all sorts of stuff, and... Uh, it went well, but the problem was trying to keep staff in the fucking thing. I was going in there and there was people looking in the mirror. Your mum, and he's going, good girl, Marie, yeah, that's another thing. And he's on his mobile and he's looking at his muscles. So just finding staff was the hardest part. To cut a long story short, we lasted about two to three years. And then who bought the building beside me? Who bought the building beside you? Yeah. A bigger gym. Ben Dunn. Yeah. He did. Did he? And does he have a gym? Because he's he's kind of cut he's price gyms or something. Gyms, or yeah. he, he bought the, he bought a, a building very close, and then we exited stage left. I sold my share the thing, and I think now it's an office thing. I think it's been changed into an office. My thing. goodness! There you go. Isn't that interesting. an interesting one? Interesting. Very interesting. Did you not know that? The body the works. I still have the t-shirts. So life is suffering. Right. Yes. Go That's, back. Yes. So how do you uh, interpret that? That it's always it's, it's always unsatisfactory. That there are it's not always. Ultimately, it's unsatisfactory. 
life. Yeah, ultimately. There are peaks and peaks, but the peak is like a nipple on a breast. The breast is mainly, you know, there are nipples, yes. but it's mainly diddy. It's mainly just yeah. ma- a mass Life area. is a bit diddy. Yeah. Um, there's only one a little bit of enjoyment not, every now and then. Would yeah. Buddhism not be focused on the goodness and the optimism? But wait till you hear that, that's, it's, that's, that's only the first that's one. That's only the first okay, of so the noble life, truths. Okay, so, so do, we're, and we're not all agreeing here. Life is shit, but the, the shitness can be can be climbed to get over the far side of the hill to come into no, the nice. No, then you just run back into it. Do you find anyway. yourself kind of, when Hector tries to uh, come up with a metaphor to describe this kind of stuff, life is like a mountain Life is a shit, shit mountain that you yeah, have to climb over. You just climb over the well, shit no, and then the shitness. But, but you can't stay down one side of it for shit all the time. You find a new fucking well, you glen. You can always fall into more you, find, you go over the new brow of the hill to find new fucking life just like they do in any of those Disney movies. Honestly, I think we're going to have no, our own monsters. What is he I don't know. So that's that's the first noble truth. Have. There's four noble truths. Four. All right, now here that, we go. They're much more concise than the, the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Yes. So the first thing is that life is is ultimately just uh, unsatisfied. Midland. Uns- unsatisf- midland. Yeah. That that'd be the if if Buddha had been from Knockmore, that's what he would have said. Midland. Life is midland. Midland, and it's the best way to have it. Now go on. The second noble truth is that the midland is caused by wanton stuff. Yes. I agree. So the more you want, the more unsatisfactory life is. Yes. I totally agree. Okay. And then the more depressing it gets. Yeah. And right. the more so want you want and the more, yeah, yeah, the materialistic and the whole in search of fucking nothing. Yes. The third noble truth is there is a way out of it. There's a way out of the desiring stuff. Mm. These which are causes very lo- the suffering. These are very logical and the moving fourth, on very fast. The fourth noble truth is I'm going to tell you the way out. And and it's the these are called it's called the uh, the eight the eight paths. Okay. Well, so they're now they're oh, after right. deviating so we've gone from the four nobles to the eight paths. Yeah, they're the, doing a family tree the, on the, it. The here. path of eightness. Yes. Right. So go on. What's on that? It's about having the right point of view. It's about having the right resolve. It's about doing the right things. It's about saying the right things. It's about earning your money in the right way. It's about making the right type of effort, having the right type of mindfulness and the right type of concentration. Right, and I like that's this. the path out of suffering. I like these um, rules. They're I, not the, um, condescending or um, they're not... You don't just believe in magic. They're not about God. Every second one of them doesn't say... Well, Love your neighbour. Yeah. Mm. The one that I have struggled with is uh, speech. Right speech. I did a gig for uh, a load of Buddhists there a few years ago and I just, I, you see, so a Buddhist would say, a Buddhist who's on that path would say, you know, just be careful of what you say, mind what you say, always try to speak positively, don't mm. gossip, because um, what you say has an effect on your mind. Mm. But when I stand up on stage... It pops out. I just, like, I'm cursing and yeah. blinding and I'm letting all the devil energy out of my mouth. So that's... And, and I, and I wonder That should be allowed, is it not? Because that's not real. Yeah, but you see, the problem is when he's on stage and he says something, people take it up on all in the wrong ways. But and, also, and I... It grows legs. That's that, yeah, and also people get a people walk out of shows, and people kind of going, I don't think you should have said that. And but not only that, but I would often come off stage going, I wish I hadn't said that. And I've had this strange experience. I remember being on stage one time, kind of like a Tourette's thing, is it? it but it's kind of like mm. you, it just pops out, and you don't even. Uh, but that your job is to let everything pop out, out. Yeah. and maybe that's part of the joy of sitting in the audience is that everybody is so careful all the time about everything mm. that we're going to pay good money to sit in the dark and watch a fool being lit up 
and amplified on the stage and he's going to say he's almost like a release valve he is the he is he is the the breathing hole in the ice yes. that the seal pops his head through yes. everything it's going to be completely unfiltered and raw and wild it's kind of like the opposite of mass Yes. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a bad mass. It's, he'd, he'd be up there like like the worst type of underground priest. Yeah. Fucking and farting and feeking and fiking. And, yeah. and people would be going, oh God, I needed that. I needed the release yeah. of that. But I'm the one then who walks off stage going, oh, oh, like I've had drives home after a Paranoid as fuck. Gone, oh, why did I say? Like I, I've, so I record all the shows just in case I say something, but not really. I record them because I might think. I think to myself, well, the only way to improve. Well, no. Why do I? I don't know why I record them. Basically, but I do. For you, just you just you can listen back. I listen back to them if I and if I'm trying to work on the show or something. Yeah, but I remember one time getting up on stage, and I started talking about Joe Duffy, the the radio presenter, who I'm very very fond of, and I walked off stage going, oh fuck, why did I say those things about him? Why did I call him those names? Why did I say he was the baddest bastard that ever walked in the world? And why did I go at him in such a ferocious way? And I said, I felt, I drove home feeling as elated and as wild as I felt on stage when I was driving home. I was going, all that kind of, all that wild energy was, I was in the dregs of it. It was yes. like, a, it was like coming down from mm. ecstasy. Yes. I was in the dregs of it. And I was going... I was, my body was filled with such negative energy and I was driving home through the dark, through Roscommon town, uh, onto Athlone and on the slow and I was getting lower and lower and lower in myself. And I got home and I barely, I crawled out of the car. Didn't, I, I crawled in through the front door and up, and up into the bed, didn't even take me clothes off. I just slept on top of the duvet. Feeling terrible, feeling like I was the worst person that I'd given into the worst instincts and worst impulses so I said I'm going to have to listen back to this because these these days like it used to be stand up my stand up anyway I think one of the thing, one of the, the pillars of it is intimacy mm. mm-hmm. right so if I'm talking to people the same way I'm talking to you now I I take advantage of the intimacy and I depend on it and I fucking trust the intimacy but now that people yes, are recording shows say don't. you can say something mm-hmm. Uh, almost in any public situation and someone is filming you it, it can be then broadcast to the world and you're going yeah. but hang on this wasn't designed to be broadcast to the world this was just meant to or be or they said. take a tiny bit of it and send that off you know so you can see how people can be start to being careful when they get start being on stage of now of course you're worried but once start once people start being careful when they're on stage that's the end of the fucking yes, thrill of it so but I recorded the show anyway I said, I'm going to have to listen back, listen back to this. And I didn't say anything. <laughs> it was in your head. It was totally 100% in. I was in such a wild, open, creative mental space. Yeah. That all I said was Joe Duffy. I said something along the lines of, Ara Joe Duffy for fuck's sake. Uh, I was in uh, Ratsanham Shopping Centre, Joe, and uh, the one euro coin got stuck on the shopping trolley. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute disgrace. <laughs> That's the guts of what I yeah. said. Yeah. But it had morphed into me thinking, yeah, I, so open thinking I'd called him Joe Duffy all the names yeah, under yeah. the sun. So in terms of the, the Buddhist thing of right speech, I, that's not something I can say right livelihood 
I can I can absolutely say that okay, the way that I earn my living yeah. is good. I have no problem with that. The idea of making people laugh or engage in conversation. Mm-hmm. There's nothing dishonest about it. There's nothing dishonest about that. But the the big one I have is 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 speech because, you know, my mind. But you have to be able to separate the two, on stage. Well, you, well, you're in an acting role almost. You're in like that's like saying if you're if you're doing a, a if you're playing a serial killer in a movie or in a series that you're that's your speech. It's not. That's that's acting, and that's not real life. So you have to be able to separate the two of them out. I wonder if and I'd, surely you can't be criticised yeah, for that's your job. Your yeah, job is not. You're not breaking the rule by doing a dishonest job. So that's your job. So it's not. You're not doing the. That's not the real you up there. Yeah, mm. but I've 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 done gigs for Buddhists, um, and. But what do they want you to do at a gig then? Do they want you to? No, but I just know. I just know that some of them had a problem with the the dirty, flushed toilet <laughs> of my mind. <laughs> The Buddhists. In fairness, they, yeah. Maybe they should have known no, that before they hired you. In, for in a general thing here, have you been more as I think for you and the, what you're talking about being that freedom on stage? I think you you have now crossed over where people are allowing you. It's not the controversy of ten years ago, Tommy. Do you know what I'm saying? Where you? The, I'm out the gap. Am I? Yeah, I think you're out the gap and you're around the far side. I think you're more generally accepted, accepted in a Listen, way you now. Can't be, on stage, you can't be and for who you are and what you do, than maybe 15 years ago when papers were writing about this and you said this and you said that. I don't controversy. know. I think that's still there. Oh, do you feel that, Tommy? Okay, just hand me over that thing. See the thing that says the clown, and I'll read it out to you. Okay. Okay, I have a few things to come in. I have a few. I want to come in on a few points here. Yes. Yes. So, do they so, have like confessions in in Buddhist yes. like? Because uh, we can confess our I confess to Almighty Buddha. No, so so many years ago, <laughs> a wonderful man called Tom McIntyre, yes, who uh, died uh, about two years ago. Um, he sent me this poem that he wrote, right, uh, called "The Clown." Okay, and I suppose it's absolutely about that fucking uh, wildness and giving into it. The clown, beware the clown. That portable hatched grimace, testament to appetites unappeasable. One taste, worse than another. You, you're the worst of the lot. Get basta out of his sight. But give him mercy, mercy. The music, makeup, lights, sweat, sawdust, razzmatazz and font of voluptuary grace he ravishes you you and yours with tender fingers lifts the veil and most tenderly allows it to fall you go home shriven forsaken where on earth have you been? you've been to bed with the clown the huckster hoaxer shaman Don't ask him how it's done. Himself again, he can't tell. The veil just lifted, let fall. Now, isn't there something in that about the fucking... Of course, of course there is. About the character in the culture who stands up and takes nothing seriously and has the dirty mouth, he has the foul mouth, Mm -hmm. but he also, in some kind of strange way, has, has the holy mouth. 
Yeah, because when he's you know, not but he has the humor. <laughs> he has the humor. Does it true humor? Humor, and it's the same thing in your class. It's the same thing in your workplace. We need a clown. But you guys clown. in your work now, you you Larita, you wouldn't have to worry about have you ever right said, speech or right livelihood. Well, you would. Like, oh, would oh you? no, but I know. I mean, you still have to. I think everywhere you work, you still have to have a certain certain standards of how you have to behave and how you. Yeah. So, of course, you could, that could be classified in any work or any job, not necessarily comedy or, you could be misbehave or you could be nasty in work or you could be, you could say the wrong thing or yeah. an inappropriate thing. So you have to. But but your your work doesn't encourage. No, uh, no it's straightforward. I remember doing, I, I remember doing a gig one time for the, uh, it was a centre for independent living. And these are uh, disabled people. Uh, people who live with disability and the whole thing was about getting them to be able to um, live by live place. independently mm-hmm. and get houses and apartments done up mm-hmm. um, and they asked me to they were, that was at the end of a year's class and they asked me like when you ask a comedian yeah, I know. Yeah, it's not when you ask the fucking the, the huckster you can't help it it's, you can't you can't expect him oh. just to be nicey nice. Oh, so I drove up, oh. and uh, there was so there was there were, I was given awards to uh, people with disability because of the the different things, and I, I I drove up and I said it's an absolute pleasure to be talking to you here today. I said I parked in one of the handicapped spaces. I hope that's okay. Put your all the spaces around here, handicapped. And what did they say? They, nobody laughed. Nobody laughed. But you have to. It, isn't that exactly what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're. Okay. Oh God! But isn't that an example of? Do you ever think like when you were no, on I don't the road think. to that place and you were thinking, you know what? Now I will go there as an upstanding member of society and I will be kind. Would you see a clown can't be an upstanding? Can't. can't. You can't act. Lucas, he, Lucas. He, he can't just be normal. No, but no, he can't no, just be normal. No, but it's, it's, he's not Brian Dobson. He's not Brian Dobson, ladies and gentlemen. We're gathered here to celebrate. The, it's not. It's not. You're asking the wrong. Oh, in I fairness, see, it was their fault for bringing you. Like, but it. was it my fault for being? No, I think you're inappropriate. Brought, yeah, you're bringing the yes. le- but you see the level of humor. There's always a line with the level of humor, and people always thought of your the humor. They were always going, "He's crossed the line again," or Tiern has done it again. But I think you've gone past that now. I think you've gone into it. A, there's a times meadow. where you need to pigeonhole it. Nobody, not when you're no. There is he pigeonholes it. He may as well go yeah, back. Yeah, you, and might well, a pigeon. you might as well soap your mouth. So what if you if you had to go down to the, your kid's school and uh, give out? Uh, medals to the well, fair play to the pre-vision for doing it. The, the athletic cl- class, right? And you had to go down, and they're all 12, 11 year olds. You're not going to go down and start being inappropriate to those children, are you? Start flirting with them. <laughs> no, I don't mean with like the that. H dipper. It's the H dipper. <laughs> you wouldn't go down and be like, oh, fucking well done, and fucking, 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 fucking. Why not? But would you? Because it's if they hire, if they hire a comedian to do it, what they're saying but is they're asking Tommy Tiernan. Uh, that's what I am. If, Unfortunately, now you're not just a comedian. If they a- ask a comedian to come and do something, they have to expect that the comedian will undermine the event. See, that's I, the whole uh, point of it. What if see, they invite Tommy see, Tiernan, yeah. the TV presenter? To I come don't down? know. I, I, yeah, it's an interesting one, but uh, but I, I, but I, I will, I, I will say to you that it all comes back to me. It all, I, I, the, t- the everything comes back. The tide goes comes in, but it fucking goes out as well. And yes. nobody suffers more from my mouth than I do. There's, do, do you know that, do, do, <laughs> so why don't you try? Why sometimes you just shut up? Not to, That's not what I'm to. asking you. I'm saying to you, should I just fucking take up welding? 
<laughs> or a bit of scudding. No, you'd hate it. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So do, so do you ever, Hector, uh, I've worry had, about that type of stuff? Uh, I So, I, you know, I, the worst one that I've ever had that happened to me, and I don't know what the fuck happened, some little man got hold of me on television one night. <laughs> that wasn't exciting, Larita. I was what did on, he say? I was on the <gasps> Brendan O'Connor show on a Saturday night, and Brendan was, was talking, and we're, the radio had just, the radio thing was just coming to an end around that time. And Brendan said, and Brendan had just lost his, 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 his slot as well. And something festered in me on the Brendan O'Connor show on a Saturday night. And he goes, Hector, you're, you've done three or four years on Breakfast Radio, went really well. And how are you feeling about it all? And I went, and then I just went, well, you know, we did really good work and I'm fucking very proud of that show getting up at four o'clock in the morning and. I suppose the rest of them, and he goes. I says, Brendan, sure, you're in the same boat. You've been, you've been, you've been, you've been given the red card as well. While the rest of them are down the canteen, like, like, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> What's your one on with the blonde? No names, no names. No. No. What's your one on the blondie hair with Saturday Sunday morning show? What's what is it? I mean, you're going to prime time. What's her name? Miriam O'Callaghan. Yeah. And I said, so they're all down there in the canteen, Miriam O'Callaghan, all them talking shite, like all of the all the shite every day of the week. <laughs> Fuck this. Oh, shite. I'm leaving. And then I just said it. And then the papers the next day and uh, followed on during the week. I don't know what I said. Miriam Callan, you're on the whole lot of them here. She's though. a lovely woman, Miriam O'Callaghan. Yeah. I know, and I've met Miriam loads of times, but it was just something in my head that I just said it. I just said it. She's all talked about, all the rest of them talk shite down the canteen. It's the same old shite here anyway. And then I just did it. And, yeah. And I'd be there going, why did I say that? But... I and did did tell me this? Did the did the dogs of your own karma come barking after you after you said it? No, because I uh, it was like oh on the radio one morning I called Cubberty a bollocks, 
I, I, I caught October the abolics. He's letting them all out No, then. no, but like, it was like the, the handover, five to nine, nine o'clock. So I would hand over the breakfast show to Ryan. Ryan would go, morning Hector, how's things? I go, Ryan, are you well? What's coming up on the show? And he goes, da, 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 da. And, and Tuberty was egging me on about something. I says, you know, Ryan, you're only a bollocks. I've had enough of this. <laughs> and he just went, what, what? And I said, but sure, it's not really a bad word, is it, you know, bollocks? And next minute they Never mind the bollocks Here's the Hector and, uh, <laughs> and next minute There was fucking calls From the lawyers The solicitors department In RT And then uh, Alan Swan The producer Got his knuckles wrapped And tell Hector Can't say things like that and I said There's far more Important things happening In the world Than just playing Owl bollocks like, Why do people react Why do people react To sl- stupid little things Like that It just annoys me And there was another one That annoys me as well Ooh. Let's just get it out here as well. Turn our uh, microphones off. Because there's no censoring on this podcast. No, there's no, none. And fucking RT didn't, you know, and it was the thing like, I said, I came in one morning on the breakfast show and, and, and I said, look at, I've had a rough day yesterday. I went home. It was the middle of December. It was minus two outside. And I got the, the, the I got that lovely sentence from my wife going, you know, the, I think the toilets are blocked. <laughs> So what do you do when the toilets are blocked? You either ring Hallmasters or you go out and fix it yourself. I can't. Every time I drive past one of their vans, I start laughing. Hallmasters. Hallmaster. It sounds like a tantric qualification. <laughs> Doesn't it? If, if, two, if, three lads in high-vis jackets in the front. Hallmasters. It, it sounds like it's something that if you went off to do a fucking four-year Bachelor of Arts degree in lovemaking, at the end of it, you do a PhD and become a Hallmaster. Hallmaster. The wife is there lying back fiddling with herself. Oh, God, I just can't bring myself to any sort of conclusion. You know who I need? Master! <laughs> and then he comes out and in the high is a suction and drainage experts. No more colonoscopies. <laughs> Hello, Celine, you, you called for whole masters. Paul, That's we have a job for And they pulled the van There's in. a load of women out there now who need a few suction, suction and drainage facilities. Whole Masters It's an orange luminous it. It's a luminous it's Orange van with whole Who do you work for? Whole Master <laughs> You want two jobs They might send you Two t-shirts And you go around Wearing them I, I couldn't wear Whole Master With a straight face <laughs> Put it on your back And you wouldn't Know the difference What a great name <laughs> I've, been, I've been working For Whole Masters For about se- I, My name is Paul McDade And I've been working For Whole Masters For 17 years you're going to do your fucking career guidance teacher. What do you want to be when you leave school? A whole master. <laughs> I want to be a whole master. All bow for the whole master. And he walks into the eternal Some, some lovely young one lying on the uh, lying, lying on her stomach face down in the mattress and you're going to her and she turns around over her shoulder. You know what you're at. Yeah, you a whole master. <laughs> Sounds like a job for Hole Master. <laughs> oh my God. Hole Master. Oh, monkey Master. Hole Master. Oh, oh man. Dirty bastards. <laughs> Ding dong. You call for Hole Masters? <laughs> so I came in that morning. I, I went up to the Flinzalaka and I bought a load of rods to rod. What my father, I remember one of the images of my father was never ending. Frosty morning in Navin in the 70s, late 70s, and the, the shore was blocked. And me and my brothers were all firing down these copper pipes down this thing, trying to hush it out like years ago with, with this rod that you kept on putting extra extensions on. So I went and I bought a set of rods and then I, I rodded out my own, which is a thing that most most people need to do. You have to rod your own shores, like it, 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 you know what I mean? It's 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 not, now where's where's it's not a nice thing to do. Where it's, is it's, the hole for that? You open up, you Septic open up tank. the AJs. What's the AJ? The AJs, be more specific. The AJs yeah. are the squares that are outside your house. You lift them up, and then you can get access to your what? Shore. AJs. They're little square things where you see the writing on them. Okay. They're little black things. The county council have bigger ones, but outside your house, there's a number of areas. Like on the path or something. Yes, there's little squares. They're called AJs. Do you have them in, in Mayo? I do. 
You and AJ, you know why. Does every house have an AJ? Everyone has loads of AJs. So you lift up. Well, if they have a toilet. If you have toilet, the it has to go somewhere, Tommy. So it leaves your house and it goes off in a magic carousel down to its down to its septic tank. Exactly. So there's a carousel of. Well, and Barnett goes down. It's pretty. Goes down to the pier. And then sails off to Indian So lifted the AJ, rotted the thing, did it, and it was it was it was cold. It was wet. It was a nasty job to do, and I did it. I came in the next morning and I went, "How's you? Good morning." Everybody, how's it going? This is breakfast sector. Da 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 da. Then ten past seven, I said, "Joyce." So I went up and I followed in my father's footsteps and my grandfather's footsteps, where I bet my, I, I bought my own set of rods, and I'm after doing my own set. I I, I fixed the, the the blockage yesterday in my own sewage system, so I'm delighted with that. And you know what? The government are trying to bring in a, a tax to, on sewage systems, so they can feck off. They can come down if they want to pay a meeting, come to my house. So I led a bit of a rant out about da da da. At twenty past nine, I got a, I got another phone call from the from the some people in RT saying you cannot give your opinion about something like that. Do not you do not mention septic tanks again. Do not mention rods again, and do not be giving your opinion on national radio. Is it any wonder why Boring. we're doing a podcast and not a radio show? Exactly. That's what they rang. They rang to say you're not allowed to give your opinion. Oh, but great, anyway, great. So, so maybe I've Don't said something. But I've That's only had that. I've only had that uh, pedestal when I had uh, the microphone on national radio. So. Maybe Tommy, you, you every time you go out the on the world this, is a lot better of a place now that we don't have to give our opinions. Like what the fuck? Like what exactly? But why are we losing that? Why are we losing that rock and roll aspect to our lives? Why are we losing that that madness? I mean, in the sixties, the hippies wanted to change the world and they wanted to rebel and there was flower power and everything. We've lost rock and roll. And we've lost all the hippies because we're all just conforming into this little nice little. There's no there's can't no color. Can't say that. You can't say that. Well, people are just afraid. But Tommy, you know, I suppose you every time you go out on stage, you cannot be afraid of saying. What no, I, what I've noticed is if you, if you in any way block what comes into your mouth, it all stops. Yes. It all stops. So you have to kind of yes. gird yourself and say, if once I step on stage here now, uh, I have to let whatever comes out of my mouth, I have to let it flow. And if uh, that's the deal. Because once well, you start being think, careful, then I don't think you're yeah. breaking. I'm not a Buddhist, but you don't think you're breaking any of the Buddhist well, that's rules. The, well, that's the one I would I would have uh, a problem with. It'd be different speech. if you were going around on your personal life and being like that, being nasty. Yeah, and yeah. you're not. And you're not. But but do you, would you look? Do you like gossip? No, not at all. Really, I don't like gossip because it's, it's hurtful to other people. And if you're the if you're the ever experience or be the brunt of it, then you don't like it. But you don't get like to get to, get together with Audrey and have a good old gas about some old wagon you met and oh yeah, what, but what that's only, like. Yeah, that's just one. That's just the two of us. though, but I wouldn't go out and tell loads of other people. But that is, but that that is gossip. Yeah. Yeah. Now, gossip, I suppose, is a bit, a bit. Now you're going all sheepish now, and kind of. So you do no, you thrive on it? No, I don't thrive on it. That's not right to say it. To thrive on it. That's that's not, a thriving. To is thrive a on it is thriving. completely different. That's like going from one person to the next to the next. No, to the what next, I'm to the next. What I'm suggesting is that really you love sitting in beside Audrey now, yes. and you and your shoulder to shoulder, and, and a large and we're rubbing each other and tickling <laughs> each other and doing all this sort of stuff. Yes. And then someone walks in, and the two of you go, "Well, I tell you a story about her. Did you see who got the nose done?" Um. It, uh, as long as it was just the two of us there, we, we, we wouldn't do it if there was ten people there. Men, men don't do that sort of stuff. So thriving on it is inappropriate. Use it's the wrong use of the word. Yeah. To thrive on it. I don't thrive on it because I wouldn't go around to everybody in the village. Or if somebody told me something, I'd be like, "Oh, I don't think I need to know that." Or that's not. All ah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's different. That's thriving on it. Is going around telling anybody that listen to you. Yes. The news. 
yes. and the gossip and going, oh, listen, wait, I tell you this, oh, fuck, fuck. And it could be detrimental to that person yes. or it could, could be dangerous for them, yep. you know. And then all of a sudden something that person finds out or that it becomes a bigger problem. I wouldn't like to be part of that. Are the gossip mongers as powerful, are they as prevalent as they used to be in society? Or oh, gossip? they're absolutely... Because we use, is it social media now we use it on gossip or WhatsApp? That's no, go- people do it all the time. Yeah, it's not nice. But Audrey's a safe space. Yes. I remember you telling me one time that one of the, the, one of the things you valued most about your friendship with Audrey was that you don't have to try to be good when you're with her. Yes. That you can just be your... 100% yourself and not be judged by... That's not that yeah. wonderful to to, yeah. to be with somebody and you don't feel as if you're being judged. Yes. That's that's a miraculous. Is not, the, is not the essence like of I'd a good friend. Like I'd never say something to her and she'd go, oh, you can't say that. That's not right. Like Or vice versa. Yeah. It's brilliant. You can just say anything. And you can be weak in front of her. Yes. You're weak-minded. Yes. And, and weak-mouthed and just not your best self. Exactly. And you and can be... never, ever, ever gets... It never gets out beyond that. You can be bitter and you can be mean and you can be an old wagon and, and you over. know... That yeah. you, you can just flush it out all over Audrey and none of it will stay in her. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that marvellous? It's Ever. a marvellous thing. Never, yeah. But then if there was, you see, other people would say, oh, you, that's that's mean you can't say that or um, or you shouldn't say that or blah, blah, blah. Other people would judge you for that. Yeah. Whereas Audrey or I wouldn't. But you see, you've done years and years and years and years of ups and downs and friendship and Dublin and travelling and... Trust. It's uh, 100% and, trust. Yeah, but that comes with great friends and great Best friends. friends. Yeah. Best friends. Yeah. Oh, fair play to you. And do you not have Audrey's that? Do you not gem. have that? I have, I'd have it with Hector now. I wouldn't be, I'd be able to give out about people and, yeah. you know, have a, a... We have a special relationship. <laughs> we'll have, have a little s- little sneer every now and again. Or yeah. The, we two, do. the two of us could go into a restaurant and have a cafe and we might be served by somebody yes. and both of our nostrils would flare it's, and we'd say nothing to nobody. I've been in your but, company with <laughs> that. You've seen the flaring of nostrils, <laughs> haven't you? It's, 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 it's subtle, it's subtle. It's but subtle. Well, depending on who you are. But I've been yeah. in restaurants with It's Tommy. like a bull getting the whiff of a cow <laughs> in the neighbouring field. Everything that's missing is like full, I, on, full I've on been in restaurants with Tommy and places like that and I cannot, if we start laughing, oh, yeah. we're fucked. Yeah. And it's like we're 12 years of age and tears. It's very immature. And somebody takes Sorry, we, we could have a, a production meeting after this and you would do it. <laughs> yes. You don't have to be outside and in, in flaring pub, nostrils. Like, yeah, flaring nostrils for a second. Like you can't concentrate. You're like two children. So this, 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 this is like sort of following on on that Buddhism thing. But it's, I got that feeling when I was in an airport the other day where I'm trying to think of the really beautiful moments. And I was, it's like bottling the feeling that really is. Do you know people say, oh, if I could bottle that feeling. What's the fucking paddy positivity here? I swear to fuck. What the what feeling? What did you push in the, the bottle, No, 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 on, no. So us. I want to open, what the, those moments that in life that are fucking really good. Yeah, but they, you can, sometimes you can't. Um, but if you could bottle it. You know when people say know, if you could bottle that feeling. That's what I'm Sometimes tr- it's good that it just comes and goes. I exactly. Have, during an orgasm, I have three or four oh seconds. Yes, Tommy. Complete. I'm going to write these down because I'm going to put out a bottle. And if you bottled that, Tommy, how do you think well, you could use that in today? That's what I said to the missus. I said, I had the most marvellous orgasm. And I just said, well, you could bottle that. <laughs> well, you could, yeah, if you could bottle that. Would you S- sell, and sell, you, it in, sell it in the health food store, see, buy the CBD oil. Uh, how do you think you could use that Spunk time. in any other come, come. part of your day then? Like if you bottled that goodness from the orgasm, but you were going to use that goodness on something else, how do you think that would 
translate. How to take the spirit of orgasm. Yeah, and just see? the goodness, that mm. little enjoying. But I'm, I'm no, totally incapacitated. See. I'm like, if I try to, say if I had an orgasm in the middle of dinner. <laughs> why do we call it an orgasm? Men don't, why are you call it? You, you, come on, let's call it what, what fucking it? men call it. What, what is it? When you came, you came, yeah, when you had a good come. Don't be calling it fucking <laughs> orgasm. It sounds as if we're bloody here on bloody Operation Transformation. Is it not an orgasm? When it you came, an orgasm for men. Whoever said that what to me? What the fuck do they what have? What the fuck are you on about? No! man in Ireland is ever going I had a lovely orgasm last night lads Paul what do you want three smedics two Guinness six harp six so fucking, what would you say then I, oh I, I had a great cum last night is it I had a lovely it? ride last night I had a lovely orgasm everyone in the pub would stop and go what the fuck you go I don't okay, I had a lovely cum last night lads it's a cum Spunk. No. it's a cum it's an orgasm for just, women it's a cum for men yeah but Navarro's was just your spunking up no, but that, tell me, oh no. Oh my God, no. why did we go back to that? No, go on. No, but you can't say, oh, I had a lovely cum. You orgasm. can. No, because men don't say that. We just go, I had a lovely cum. I'm going to come. I'm going Sorry, to come. Sorry, so you go to the bar and you go, oh, I had a great cum last night. Why what would are you, you tell other to your, people about hang it? Hang on, You'd, I have never in my life heard a man say to a woman, now, just be... before he ejaculates, going, do you know what, darling? I'm going to have a lovely orgasm here as well. She goes, shut your mouth. Just come, will you? Come, come. Men come. Women have orgasms. <laughs> Simple as that. Okay, I stand corrected. Oh, yes. Jesus, move on. Right, right. so uh, bottle that oh, feeling. Bottle that bo- My brain is after, it feels like it's after being fucking given. Road. ¿Quieres algo para comer? A gorge. Dos cervezas, por favor. Tasulaham Gubilship Gama. It's Misha Emily. I'm currently sitting in a hostel at the Red Frog Beach in Panama. Listening to the podcast as the lashes rain. Jeez, I could be at home in Ireland. I started travelling a few weeks back and this is my first year away from home for Christmas. And being the only girl out of four children and the baby, I think the only thing better than having me home for my mam would be getting a big hello from you guys. She started listening way back when you started the podcast. And she has myself and my boyfriend and everyone else she knows hooked. It's great to have a bit of home to listen to on one of the many overnight buses that we have to take or while we're being squeezed onto a chicken bus. Anyway, a big hello, Mam Brenda, all the way from Central America. I miss you lots and I love you lots. Happy Christmas, Mam. Nolik Hona, Emily. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And Lacuna J will see you this time next week. Bye-bye. on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing elevate your style without the elevated price tag with quince 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.